Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. And of course, I am joined here, as always, with the Fantasy Fro. Fro, how are you today? Hello, Nate. My name is Fro, as in Fantasy Fro. And uh, oh no, I just I just wanted to pretend I was you getting the entrance, <laughs> <laughs> the introduction for once, since I never get to do it. Now I'm just busting. Uh, so I'm actually doing pretty well. I uh, forgot to mention last podcast that I'm actually a uh, a freshly newly engaged man. I proposed to my girlfriend at the uh, the Lincoln Financial Field, the Eagles' home, and uh, it was great. It was a great experience. I had a, a close friend and his wife come with us, and they they knew about it the whole time. They actually knew about the experience. They actually knew about the surprise for months. And it was really hard to kind of keep it a surprise, but it all worked out in the end. And, uh, you know, big things are coming in the, in the personal life of Fantasy Fro. Well, uh, congratulations are in order, although I have said my congratulations already. And you have? I, I was one of those who knew for a while when you bought that ring. So, you uh, did. You did. You're one of the first, the few. Uh, good thing I don't know your uh, fiance because um, I'm not the best at keeping secrets. All right, something, sometimes, things just, <laughs> sometimes things just spell my mouth when I don't mean it to happen. But. Uh, well, if you guys, uh, haven't already, make sure you head over to the fancy froze Twitter, uh, actually fro, where uh, can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at fantasy fro and give him a big congratulations, uh, for his recent engagement. Like I said, my name is Nate with we know fantasy. I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at we know fantasy. Uh, we both have some premium service slots open. Uh, it's getting towards, uh, you know, middle part of the season. So we're pretty much. Phil, we'll give you some discounted rates if you want to join us for the rest of the season. Uh, that's a paid service where you get uh, you know, everything and anything uh, from us to help you win your fantasy football league. So hit us up in our DMs for that. Visit our website, weknowfancy.com. There are some great articles from our great group of contributors. We have Mike's Lock and Keys. We have Cody's Player Rankings, my B-team, Steven's Buy Low So High, and of course we have Brian and Megan doing breaking news. Uh, every Monday I come out with a way of why wish list podcast. So look out for that. Uh, every Thursday we have the, we know fancy contributors podcast. So tomorrow night, if you listen to this on Wednesday or if you listen to this Thursday morning, uh, wait for tonight. You have doubled the dose of, we know fancy content today, but Fro has something here. He's a, uh, you know, he's uh started something new. So Fro, what is this exactly that you have going on here? Yeah, so uh, as many of our followers know, I I already started a, uh, a, a, a chat, a group me chat for you know fantasy discussions to kind of talk amongst other followers and it's actually been a pretty big hit we've had just over 40 followers in there um it kind of slowed down a little bit you don't want to have too many people in there because it gets a little hectic but you know we've had a nice little little group going i decided to create a, a sports betting chat as well just because i know there's some some followers who are into sports betting now that it's becoming more and more illegal in a lot of different states i know mike Mike with uh, our our group is is pretty involved with that, but I decided just to put that out there. And you know, sports betting is something I've been kind of following for years here and there. I follow some people on Twitter. I tend to study them a little bit and kind of use my own personal knowledge. You know, fantasy wise, you know, picking a player based on a prop. You know, and and sports betting is really starting to take over the the sports world. You know, you see these these professional teams actually putting sports books in their stadiums. You know, you go to the Eagles game or a Phillies game, and there's a sports book right outside there. Now they just built that; it's brand new, it's beautiful, and there's even going to be teams that actually have them inside their stadium. So, sports betting is a, it's a fun way if you do it the right way, if you don't get carried away. But uh, feel free to shoot me a DM if you're interested in that link. We just, you know, just a couple guys 
just chatting about, you know, a couple of sports lines that we like. Yeah, uh, like Defro said, it's becoming legal more and more everywhere you look. It's it's becoming more accepted, and you know you're getting. You don't have to, you know, go do some offshore website to place your bets. Now you can go to you know your big names like a FanDuel or or things of that nature to place your bets. So definitely check that out if that's what you're interested in. Um, we are at the Wino Fantasy Group here. We're looking for some new contributors. We're looking for uh, you know some some fresh names, some fresh faces around here. We have uh you know some openings for fantasy football uh, contributors, but we're really looking for some fantasy basketball and fantasy NHL uh, type of contributors. This will be more of a writing thing with some chance of a podcast. You know, we have the uh, contributors podcast every Thursday where you could come on if you're a fantasy football guy. We're going to start, uh, you know, doing some things here in the offseason for some fantasy hockey and fantasy basketball content as well. So if you're, interest, if you're interested in that, uh, check it out. We actually have a new NHL writer coming on. His name is LJ, great friend of mine, extremely, extremely knowledgeable fantasy hockey player, one of the best you'll ever you'll ever play against, ever meet. So uh, uh, it's going to be some great things coming uh, our way here. So if you're interested in that and you want to join our team, hit me up on uh, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at We Know Fantasy, and we'll we'll do some discussion. We'll get uh, we'll get you on board, and we'll have some uh, we'll have some fun moving forward. But enough of that. Let's talk about what the people came here to uh, hear today, Fro. We're gonna we're gonna kick things off with uh, players to buy some players that are like a mid level name to a deeper level to buy now that have a you know a good outlook you know we're hitting the point where four teams are on a buy each week we have injuries piling up and things of that nature so these will be some lesser owned players from uh, both of us that you can go out and add to your team that add some value uh, for the rest of the season and we're gonna do. Uh, Actually, this week uh, in uh, the Froze ho- uh, House League, we're facing off against each other. So we're going to break down our matchup there, just something different, and uh, you know, break down position position and see who uh, who we think comes out on top. But uh, let's k- let's kick it off here with some players that we uh, we are pretty high on that are that are minimally owned in most leagues. Uh, I'll start this off. I'm going to go with a quarterback here. Uh, this is a guy I'm very high on. And you you should be too. This is Sam Darnold of the New York Jets. Currently owning twenty five percent of Yahoo and fourteen point two percent of ESPN league, so he's out there. He's he's available. This week he has the Patriots. Of course, you don't want to play a quarterback against the Patriots. Number one pass defense in the league, number one defense in the league. Period. This is a fantastic defense. Uh, but beyond this game, the Jets' rest of season schedule is phenomenal. Beyond the Patriots, we have the Jaguars, Dolphins, Giants, Washington, Oakland, Bengals, Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers, and they have Bills in Week Seventeen. But we don't worry about that. So if you look at this, these teams have given up the 14th, 17th, or I apologize, 17th, 1st, 5th, 10th, 12th, 4th, 1st, and 19th most points to opposing quarterbacks. This is a great stretch of games here for Sam Darnold to you know start balling out. He balled up last week against Dallas Cowboys, 23 for 32, 330 yards and two scores. You know, things are clicking. He's getting some of his receivers back. You know, he hit deep, not what was it, 92 yards with a Robbie Anderson. Yeah, that was nice. That was beautiful to see. And, you know, uh, Jameson Crowder, the PPR machine, and Le'Veon Bell to the backfield, and Chris Hernan's back. Things are looking up for the New York Jets, and Sam Darnold is a guy that's going to be put up a lot of points. I know some people are struggling with the, you know, they they reached a little early, say a Baker Mayfield or or an Aaron Rodgers or someone, you know, Phil Rivers, things of that nature, where they're not putting the points they expected them to. Um, for one, you should write our draft guy. We would have told you that. But uh, this is a perfect guy you can scoop up to, you know, play some of these great matchups. You know, he's got the Dolphins twice yet this year. Uh, Washington, their Giants, and their Bengals in there. Some of the worst defenses and secondaries in the league coming up. So go out. I'm super high on Sam Darnold. I know I have him in a bunch of leagues now. So go out, get yourself some Sam Darnold shares. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, Sam Darnold's a guy I was really targeting in our Dynasty League. Unfortunately, it didn't, didn't quite work out for me, but he was definitely a guy I wanted. 
And uh, that that matchup is just juicy. You know, the the Jets would be kind of an interesting to, to look back on, you know, in a few months after the season's over and be like, did they somehow make the playoffs after starting 0-4 without Sam Darnold? It, it's just like looking at this, this, they probably have the easiest remaining schedule for the season. And if oh, somehow, sure. somehow they could beat the Patriots this weekend, which might not be as hard as some people think, it won't be easy by any means. But if they can somehow squeak out a win there and, they run the table. Who knows what could happen? It would be awesome to, to definitely see that. But, you know, the sky's the limit for that Jets offense. But as far as my my uh, my player that you want to add, it's also a quarterback. It's going to be uh, Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills. I like it, I like and it. this is the week to grab him. He was actually – so I'm in a 12-man league uh, with a couple friends that uh, it, you, you can only make 30 waiver wire additions the whole season. So it's, like, horrible – Horrible for a guy who loves adding players all the time. It's been super hard for me. But my my top waiver ad this week was Josh Allen. I waited on a a, a quarterback in my draft, so it's been back and forth, back and forth, deciding who to start. But it's Josh Allen's the kind of guy that can just win you win you your week this week. The Bills are going up against the Dolphins. I mean, what have the Dolphins done? Absolutely nothing. They're seventeen point favorites, and seventeen points. Coming the off Bills. Of, yeah, the, the Bills. The Bills are Bills. yeah. Weird that's, to see. That's, that's Weird crazy. To see. That's very crazy. But it's just gonna be. It's gonna be nice. The Bills are coming off a bye week, and you know Josh Allen could easily be a top five quarterback this week. And if you need one based on injuries or buys, go get him. Yeah, Josh Allen is definitely a guy I've been high on. Uh, you know, we didn't know ex- exactly what to expect from this Bills offense, but it's clicking. You know, they, they face some, they face some f- tough teams, and they face uh, you know some. Some uh, you know, injuries and whatnot, but they're what are they four and one? I think the Bills are so yeah, far this they, season. They're four and one coming off a bye. And actually, speaking of the Jets having an easy schedule, the uh, the Giant, the Giant, the Bills are end up playing the Eagles next week and the Redskins after that. And that's two of the worst secondaries right now in the NFL. So look for that. The Bills, the look Bills, at those uh, three weeks there for Josh <laughs> Allen. That's going to be disgusting. insane. Disgusting. And if you listen to my waiver wire wish list podcast on Monday, I told you guys to go and get Cole Beasley because he's owning like less than 15% of leagues for this reason. That's three back-to-back-to-back worst secondaries in the entire league that Josh Allen is going to get to feast on. So, yeah, there's some great quarterbacks out there between Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. There's even some more names beyond that out there. But uh, these are are players, these are moves you can make right now uh, to win yourself your league. Uh, I'm going to hop over now to a a wide receiver. Uh, I'm going to go Dante Pettis. He's owned 17% of Yahoo and 26.6% of ESPN League. So take this as you will. I'm a, I'm a big 49ers fan, but hear me out before before you you know start start shouting Homer at me. Uh, Dante Pettis was a super hype player coming into, coming into the season. Uh, he faced a groin injury that kind of held him back a bit, but he's starting to get healthy. Last week against the Rams, he had six targets, which is uh, second on the team to only George Kittle. And if you're second to George Kittle in anything, it's not really that. It's still an accomplishment in itself. George Kittle is just an absolute freak of a man. But uh, like I said, he's been battling this 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 groin injury, and he's starting to click now. Uh, and moving forward, the 49ers have a very nice run of run of games here. They have Washington, Carol. <coughs> excuse me, geez. They have Washington, Carolina, Arizona through their next three games. They hit the Seattle. Uh, defense there. Then they go to Arizona again. Hit the Packers. Then they finish with the Ravens, Saints, Falcons. Um, and then they hit Rams and Seattle again, but these are, there's a lot of great matches in there. You know, Washington's one of the worst secondaries in the league. Cardinals give a lot of points to receivers. Ravens are, you know, Ravens made a move to better, you know, Marcus Peters is coming over. So they didn't made him they made a move to better their secondary, but they're still, you know, they're still a porous defense. Saints can't stop the 
pass and the Falcons are absolutely atrocious defensively. So some great matchups here. And it's just a matter of time before we, uh, we see this Dante Pettis is a speedster. He can run with the best of them. So it's only a matter of time before we start to see uh, Jimmy G stretching the field and giving these long balls to the likes of this Dante Pettis, you know, Marquis Goodwin on this team. A lot of speedy guys here. And Dante Pettis is probably the most talented guy on the team outside of, uh, you know, of course, G, uh, George Kittle and then Debo Samuel. But Debo Samuel is still a rookie, still getting there. Uh, so I'm really behind Dante Pettis for the rest of the season. He showed a lot of promise last week. He's getting better and better as the weeks go and playing more and more offensive snaps each week. So look for our Dante Pettis to get back on the radar and start having some big weeks for the rest of the season. All right. Dante Pettis was one of my uh, must get in and uh, in the draft guy, but so far not so good. The offense is so good. I talked about how so good the offense is. The issue is there's just so many guys, That's so it. many mouths to feed in that offense. And that, off, that, that coach does not care about your fantasy team. So, you know, that's why it's almost like the Chiefs backfield at this point. You just don't know which guy. But if it's at the point you're in your bye week, you have injuries, start him, you know. you got to take a risk somewhere. That's how championships are won. You're not going to win playing a save every single week. So with my next player, I know Nate already talked about him because great minds think alike with Cole Beasley coming in here. And I talked about him a couple weeks ago before the bye week because he was very underutilized. People don't understand Cole Beasley and and the impact he actually has on this Bills offense, who's actually very efficient. So he's averaging over 11 points per game, and the Dolphins have allowed the 10th most points to wide receivers. And like I said, the Bills are just going to eat up this week, and there's nothing more to say about this. This juicy matchups the next three weeks. Just get him. If if you have an opening on on your roster, get him in your lineup. Like the fro just said, great minds thinking like there. If you were listening to the Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast on Monday, you'd have this guy in your roster already. We're just going to double down here. We're going to go heavy on Colt Beasley, and not just this Dolphins game. We just said that, of course, he has a very nice schedule moving forward. So enough of Colt Beasley. We talked about him already. I'm going to go one more player on my end here. I'm going to go Rex Burkhead, You know, the running back out of New England. He's owned 18% of Yahoo and 29.5% of ESPN League. So... For some reason, the Patriots have a very nice, uh, you know, run of games here soon too. They have the Jets, the Browns, the Ravens. They hit their bye, then they have Philadelphia, Dallas, Texans, Chiefs, and Bengals rest of the season. Uh, this is this is they still have a very easy, you know, schedule here. They play they play in arguably one of the worst uh, divisions in football, if not the worst. If you take them out of there, um, with the re- remaining three teams in that division or four teams in that division, but uh. Yeah, they have a lot of great matchups coming up. In the three games that you know Burkhead has played, he did play that fourth game, but he was very limited and left early with injury. But in the three games where he played significant time, he's seen seven-plus targets and eight-plus carries and two of the three. And the one that he didn't see the good work was uh, the, the Dolphins game, which was, you know, his game scripted out. They were up so much that they don't have to put, you know, your your best players out there. And um, I think it was Brandon Bolden who ended up, you know, leading that team and rushing that game because of that. But uh, Rex Burkett, I'm so surprised he's still readily available out there. A lot ha- a lot of that has to do with he's been out the last two weeks, so people have been dropping him to make space for someone else on their team. So go get yourself Rex Burkhead, PPR monster. Like I said, he's getting 15-plus uh, touches uh, per game, essentially, in this New England uh, Patriots offense, which is built around, you know, passes of the backfield, short passes, slants, uh, easy passes for Tom Brady, you know, and exploiting the defense. So make sure you get yourself some Rex Burkhead shares as well. All right. So I'm going to go with my third and final player. You can add this week if you're really itching a little bit, if you need that last flex spot. I'm going with Auden Tate from the Cincinnati Bengals. 
you know, it's that offense just, just finds themselves down soon and often because it's just that they just that team just cannot stop that defense cannot stop anything. They cannot run the ball. So what do they have to do? They have to throw the ball. Auden Tate had a had a team high twelve targets last week. AJ Green's not back just yet, and we know John Ross is on the IR. So there's really not a lot of weapons on that offense, and the the Jaguars allow the fifteenth most points to wide receivers so it's it's middle of the pack it's not a good it's not a bad matchup it's just right in the middle and then no more Jalen Ramsey and the Bengals are the third most past happiest team in the NFL because of always getting behind in weeks so Auden Hay is a really nice flex option and uh I actually grabbed him in in, in my matchup against Nate this week yeah, Alden Tate's been a guy I've been, you know, preaching the way for our wish list for weeks now. Hopefully AJ Green comes back because I invested heavy in AJ Green in the draft. I didn't think he'd be out this long. You know, original reports were su- suggesting, you know, maybe three to four weeks, and he's still not back. And we're about to hit week seven. And so I hope he comes back soon. Uh, I can't wait to play him because of, you know, the, the same exact things that uh, the fro just said. But uh, yeah, Alden Tate is a great option. So like I said when we first opened this show, uh, the Fro and I actually are going to get each other in his house league this week. So I thought we thought it would be a you know a fun different uh, change of pace for a pro- for a uh, for this podcast to you know do a position by position, position breakdown essentially. So you guys get an in look, you get an insight on both our teams and how we manage them and what they look like uh, at this point of the season. So uh, this these may change. You know this is just you know I went on to our matchup before this podcast and wrote down who our projected starters are and who we have in there right now. So right now, uh, the fro is first in our division. I'm second to him. He's first in the league in points and I'm fourth in the league in points. Um, but if we were to take out the first week or two, I think I'd be up there with you. But, uh, anyways, uh, let's, let's jump into this thing. This is gonna be a little exciting here. So let's start off with the quarterback position. So I'm feeling, uh, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, they have the Texans this week and the fro has Matt Ryan, who has the Rams. Uh, I guess you can start this one off. Where do you give the edge here, uh, Fro? Uh, I think you have to go Matt Ryan, you know, not just because I own him, but, uh, you know, I, I reached for him in the draft. I, for my standards, I reached for him in the, in the draft because as I really like to preach, you know, don't take quarterbacks early. But I did also post, you know, during the offseason that Matt Ryan is the one quarterback I would take. I believe I got him, I want to say, the sixth, maybe seventh round in our draft. And then I ended up also getting uh, this guy named uh, Lamar Jackson. So I have two elite uh, quarterbacks I got to decide each week to start. But I think Matt Ryan, you know, going against the Rams, is Jalen Ramsey even going to play? Marcus Peters just got traded to the Ravens. Akeem Tlaib on the IR. This is projected to be the highest scoring game. Should be a shootout. Matt Ryan has just been absolutely elite. Same exact thing as last season. that Their defense couldn't stop anyone. So what do they do? They threw the ball a lot. So I think Matt Ryan has the upside here. And the, the, I know for a fact your uh, your top streaming defense is the Texans. So hopefully you're right on that. And Jacoby Brissett does struggle. Yeah, the Texans are actually my top streamable defense of the week. I'll, I'll have to give you Matt Ryan here. I can't really debate that. You know, I love Jacoby Brissett. I, I love what he does. And I love what he brings to the Colts. But when it comes to this matchup with Matt Ryan here, I think Matt Ryan takes the cake. So let's hop over to the first running back spot. I have uh, Zeke Elliott who hasn't been uh, anywhere near what I expected him to be. And you're fielding Chris Carson. Uh, Zeke has the Eagles and Carson has Ravens. Of course, this is a full PPR league. This one's tough. You know, Zeke's fresh off his, uh, I think it was his first 100-yard rushing game, had a touchdown there. 
uh, put up some quality points. But Chris Carson is a machine out there in Seattle, getting a ton of touches. And I hate to say it, but I have to go Chris Carson here. Yeah, uh, Chris Carson is definitely a machine. He's just such volume. Chris Carson is actually what we thought we were getting with Zeke Elliott, but that whole holdout really kind of threw a damper on things. And we saw this, this Cowboys offense turn into this elite Boise State offense from Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, let's go. Being the offensive coordinator there, chucking the ball down the field, barely running it. And it looked great the first three weeks, just like we predicted, but look who they played. No one good. And then they played three good teams, and then they lose three in a row. So – I think we're going to see, uh, you know, Zeke's going to struggle in this one um, just because they are playing the Eagles. Eagles are a top five uh, rushing defense, and they're like the worst passing defense in the league. So if the Cowboys are smart, they'll pass the ball a lot more. Chris Carson has the slight edge here. All right, moving on to the next running back. We're not sure if Todd Gurley will go, but Todd Gurley is my next running back. And uh, the throw here has Mark Ingram. Uh, Todd Gurley will face the Falcons. And Mark Ingram will face the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, this one's up to you. Who gets the edge here? Well, I mean, Todd Gurley hasn't really done that much this season. I mean, he's been so questionable. He's very reliable on touchdowns. You know, Mark Ingram is, you know, kind of kind of the same way, just as I'd say a tier above Gurley, even when Gurley is healthy, just because how much the Ravens like to run the ball. And this Ravens at Seahawks game is going to be awesome. That's actually the game of the week, other than an Eagles game I'm looking the most forward to. You know, it's projected to be the third highest scoring game. Should be the best matchup on paper. And elite offenses in both these quarterbacks are right in the top of the discussions for uh, MVP. So I'm excited for this. I have to say, probably Mark Ingram has the edge because Gurley, I don't even know if he's going to go. And if he does, how much is he going to play? Yeah, that's the thing. I want to say Todd Gurley here. Uh, like the fro said, this is a they're kind of a similar players. There's a lot of touchdown dependency here, uh, you know, because if they're in the field, the Ravens do like to throw the ball, and they like to use Lamar Jackson, who just ran for like 180 yards or something like that last week, or 150 or whatever it was. He ran for a lot of yards. 150, yeah. But uh, as the season goes on here, Todd Gurley is getting more and more touches. So if he is a go, he has a, a decent matchup here with Atlanta. I know their secondary is very porous, but um, the Rams are also struggling. So I think they need to you know slow things down, get back to the bases, and uh, maybe use Todd Gurley. You know, he had 11 targets two weeks ago. Maybe something that like that we can see again. But this is going to be a close one here. So uh, uh, I, I, I really, I guess I'll have to go Mark Ingram just because there is that question mark over Todd Gurley if he'll even play. So uh, let's hop over the wide receivers. I have Julian Edelman against the Jets, and uh, the Fro has Tyler Lockett against the Ravens. I'm going to go out and say uh, Edelman takes this one, a full PPR league. You know, he gets a ton of targets, a ton of points. Jets are a pretty poor secondary. I know I know uh, Ravens aren't the greatest. I don't know if Marcus Peters will play this week uh but i feel like that game could turn into one of those uh rushing battles there um where is that game is it in seattle or is it in, or is it in baltimore this week it looks like it's in seattle okay okay uh that's a little bit different you know the the seahawks the ball out there so uh you no know, Lockett is is that player who he doesn't see a ton of volume uh but you know scores touchdowns often you know will disley's out there with a i think it's a torn achilles now yeah. uh up in seattle oh. so we don't know exactly what's going to happen there, but I'm going to give my edge here to Julian Edelman. Yeah, I'm going to say Julian Edelman, too. It's super close again in this, which is just going to make this week that much more fun. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm I, as you can kind of see where I uh, 
where I stand here. I have three guys in that game. I got Chris Carson and then Lockett and then Mark Ingram on the other side of the ball. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this week. But Julian Adelman, just, he just he just a vacuum. He, he just is. And they're, they're playing Monday night against the Jets. And what could be a, a sneaky higher-scoring game? And, you know, without uh, Josh Gordon playing, is Dorsett going to play? It's just been the story of the Patriots, you know, entire season, even last year. The only guy to really catch the ball reliably is Julian Edelman and maybe James White. So I think Edelman is just going to have a little bit more volume. And we're going to speak about vacuums. We have two wide receivers here next in the matchup. Uh, I'll field Cooper Cup against Atlanta. Yeah, that's a great matchup there. But you have a great matchup in Larry Fitzgerald on the other side against the Giants. Uh, is is Cup still the wide receiver one? If not, he's close. I thought I still think, think I have to go Cup here. Are you talking about like the, the the overall and fans? Yeah, he was last week. He was wide receiver one. I'm not sure if that changed uh, coming into the season or, or into this week or not. Yeah, I can do a quick search here, but uh, I think I mean Cup. Regardless, Cup takes this. There's no question. You're going against Atlanta, who's been god awful <laughs> against. I mean, everything. the Giants aren't any better, really. The Giants aren't anything anything better. Uh, that Giants game is actually projected to be the second highest scoring game, but the Falcons Rams game, I believe, is, is going to be that projected to be the highest. So both these are going to be good. Um, I would much rather have Cooper Cup in this situation, but I mean, oh, Larry Fitzgerald sure. is going to. I mean, you love Larry Fitzgerald, so it makes it makes it a oh, little better, better, <laughs> bittersweet for me. But let me do a quick search here uh, while you move on to the next one. We'll go back to Cooper Cup's. Status. Yeah, you'll be uh, speaking. Of, you'll be harder to find a bigger Larry Fitzgerald fan than I am, and it's weird because I'm a diehard 49ers fan. So it's kind of weird that I'm. I have this love of Larry Fitzgerald. It is. It's very odd. Who has been a 49ers killer for his entire career, but he's just that <laughs> good of a talent that I I have to overlook that. He does. And uh, so Cooper Cup's the third right now. Chris okay. God, Mr. Chris Godwin is number one. Michael Thomas, number two. Cooper Cup, number three. Amari's number four, even though he barely played last week. And then DJ Chark is number five. So very Some, interesting. Uh, top weird five. names up there. So weird yeah, names up there. I don't think uh, if you were to project it to start the season, you should uh, have been awarded like five point yeah, ten billion dollars or something Michael right Thomas. now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the tight end position. This is a pretty straightforward one here. Uh, I'll I'll take George Kittle uh, facing Washington. You have Darren Waller, who is no slack. He's a very talented tight end, but he faces a very tough Green Bay uh, offense or defense. So I think the clear winner here is Kittle. Yeah, he he's a clear winner on paper. I mean, Waller Waller's going to get his targets. He's unreal. He just needs to score a touchdown. That's really the only difference. And Kittle's getting hot. That last game, he was yeah. just mowing people over left and right. There was that one run where he almost took it in, and it was just they couldn't they couldn't get near him because he was just throwing them off. And that's what George Kittle does. So uh, we'll go flex here. Uh, we have two. This is actually a two flex league. Uh, the pro introduced that this year. Uh, it, it's actually been fun. It's been it's more so fun. Yeah, it's been more of a, a, a challenge and a more skill set, I would say, in you know fielding two flex opposed to just one. And that's where the fro is going with that. So I have Aaron Jones uh, right now, and he has Adrian, Peter, Adrian Peterson on the other side. Jones faces off against Oakland, and Peterson has the top-ranked run defense in the league in the 49ers. Uh, Aaron Jones had that amazing four-touchdown week two weeks ago, and then he was barely used last week. So don't know where I stand with that, but I think this is pretty straightforward with Aaron Jones again. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... Adrian Peterson, he's just he's just kind of sitting there right now for me. I hope I don't have to actually start him going against the 49ers who are the second best in, <laughs> against fantasy running backs. You know, he he ate last week as as expected, but I'm I'm really sitting here hoping Devontae Adams plays or maybe I'll add another guy at the waiver wire. But right now, I mean Aaron Jones, 
regardless of how many times he fumbles or how many touchdowns he drops, I take him over Adrian Peterson all day. I really hope uh, Devontae Adams does not play this week for my sake because I could use a W here. Uh, <laughs> well, that might not be the deal breaker. You, you do know I have a lot of experience in this fantasy game. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. So flex next. I have Tevin Coleman here facing off against a god-awful Washington defense. And you have Alden Tate, the guy you just talked about, facing off against the Jaguars. This is a little closer than people might think. Tevin Coleman... Those 49ers running backs are, are kind of touchdown dependent because they get they split the carry so much. You have uh, your Matt Breda, and then you have your Tevin Coleman, and you know Raheem Mostert gets some touches in there, and then they'll throw some sweeps around here to Godwin, and, and Debo Samuel gets some rushes and whatnot. So it may be a little bit closer than you think. And Alden Tate, especially if AJ Green does not make a does not make a return this year or this week, he could be a could be for a big game uh, as well. So this is pretty close. Where are you going with this one, Fro? Yeah, I mean, I'm actually I'm gonna give it a push. I I think it's gonna be so close. You know, like I said about the 49ers, their their offense is elite, but who's gonna get who's gonna get the targets? I think Coleman's that he's coming along nicely. He's finally healthy, and we know uh, Kyle Shanahan loves his guy, and Tevin Coleman is the guy, but Matt Breed is the guy too. You can't stop the guy. So I think Auden, you know, I would say Auden Tate. Just because of volume base, he's a lot safer than Tevin Coleman. But I think I'm just going to go with the push here because it's going to be super close. You have to agree with you there. And uh, speaking of Matt Breida, last year uh, on field in game, he actually recorded the fastest, you know, miles per hour of any I player across the yep. league. So he he is he's actually uh, you know faster than like Tyreek Hill or Marquise Goodwin, yeah. who Marquise Goodwin is a top ten fastest human on the planet. Yeah, that dude is an Olympic. Athlete. Olympic athlete, Olympic sprinter who could go and get an Olympic medal. He's that fast. But, uh, you know, you still have the likes of Matt Breida, who's running a faster mile per hour than that. So uh, that's that. You know, we have the defense here. I have the Packers this week. He has a Patriots. You know, you're going Patriots every week, no matter what every. happens, which is insane because uh, they're like the DST one by like 40 points or something. Insane I like think that. they're the ninth best overall uh, player. Fancy player. Yeah, fancy that's insane. Player. Yep. Because I'm all about streaming defenses, and here you are with a uh, New England Patriots. Who are just, <laughs> I snagged him up the waiver wire like week two. <laughs> that yeah, was a top ten fantasy player. <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be something fun. You know, next week when we get together, we can, one of us will be bragging about beating the other person. And uh, to be honest, and uh, let's see, I met you my freshman year of college when we first played fantasy football together. That's been a long time ago. Uh, and I know all these years we haven't been consistently playing together, but we've been there for a while. And I don't think I've ever once beat you. So hopefully this is a I can break the trend and I can get here, uh, level the uh, standings. Both of us, uh, you a know, heading bit. into week eight at four three. Even though you have a a, a few more points than I do scored, so uh, it should be fun. Should be a great matchup and should be a great you know rush down the end of the season where we're uh, competing for the top seed in our division in your house league. So there you are. That's the uh, show of the week. We're not going to do our, our must-start players. I know the Fro tweets his out uh, later in the week, so if you're looking for that, make sure you pay attention to his Twitter. Uh, Fro, quick, what is your Twitter in case people want to check out these uh, must-start players? You can find me at Fantasy Fro. And as always, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. It can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Visit our website for more fantasy football content, WeKnowFantasy.com. Check back every Monday for the Waiver Wire Wishless Podcast. Tomorrow, Thursday, the Contributors Podcast comes out as well. So uh, double doses, back-to-back days here at We Know Fantasy Podcast. So make sure you're checking those out and checking out uh, you know, our great group of contributors who uh, work hard each week to uh, get content on their website, and they have this new podcast. Uh, this is the third week. It's some great fun over there. Uh, some great guys. So make sure you check those guys out as well. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, as always, we'll, we'll see you next week.
Peace.